You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, The Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to The Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey and each week at the Football Radio Show we give you our expert insight, analysis, and opinions of the trending stories in the NFL. Are you ready, Casey? Dave, why even ask, brother? Because you know that I am indeed ready. <laughs> You've just crossed over into the trend zone. In today's episode, we'll take a little peek ahead at the playoffs, as well as the draft and draft coverage expansion. What? Of course, we'll preview some of the biggest games heading into week 13. Uh, but we'll get it started, Casey, as usual, with the nug for the people. Give them a tasty nug this time, Case. Oh, yeah, baby. It's the OG TB12 Kush, man. We're kicking it <laughs> way back. If you haven't heard of this cat, I don't know where the hell you've been living. His name is Tommy Brady. Tommy. <laughs> and now he is the all-time career passing leader in the NFL. Uh, 79,416 yards. Uh, you want to guess who he passed? Miss no, no. Peyton Manning. Dang. That's right. Sorry, Peyton. You're moving down the list. Dang. Yeah, Tom Brady, dude, just adding to the stack of uh, records he holds in the NFL. An impressive <laughs> career just keeps getting more impressive. He's like a fine bottle of wine, Dave. Nice. I know, though, you got a quarterback that you want to talk about, bro. Break out some of <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, who cares about Tom Brady and his TB12, Casey? Let's talk about a little Phil Rivers doesn't get enough love. Last week, set the NFL record for completion percentage in a single game at 96.6%, minimum of 20 attempts, of course. And starting the game with 25 consecutive completions, that's the most by any quarterback in NFL history to start a single game. And it's the most tied for the most with Tannehill uh, for consecutive consecutive completions. Uh, Tanny did it over two games, but Rivers finishing 28 of 29 last week. Uh, very impressive performance. Just uh, another little notch on his uh, unfortunately less uh, storied career. Uh, he needs that Super Bowl victory. Maybe this is the year. I can think of an incompletion from a couple weeks ago he'd like to have back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a couple there that, that he forced. But last week he was pretty on the money as they dismantled the Cardinals, man. Hey, right now he's in the MVP uh, talks. you got to have him up there. He's playing great, and the uh, the Chargers are a lot of fun to watch. No question about it. I mean, obviously, a pretty big stretch of five games coming up. But um, Chargers uh, right there in the mix. Phillip Rivers having a nice season. All right, Case, let's get this thing started, though, with uh, uh, top trending stories. We mentioned at the top uh, the draft was going to be featured here. And uh, the draft has yet again expanding in the coverage of the draft. Casey, elaborate on it, if you will. Dude, it's going to one of the big three. We're talking ABC. <laughs> They're going to present all three days of the NFL for the first time coming up in 2019. That thing's going to be out there in Nashville. So, you know, it's going to be a party, dude. But, uh, you know, word of the demise of the popularity of the NFL was greatly exaggerated, dude. It is stronger <laughs> than ever. This proves it there because they're knocking out programming to bring a draft. So all we can say is that's bad news for hockey, NBA, 
and whatever the hell other sports are going on that <laughs> night because it's all about the NFL draft, man. It's bad news for this, the masked singer uh, that night, Casey. <laughs> uh, has three three different versions also. It's not just a, a simulcast. There's three different versions, ABC and ESPN, different versions, and then the NFL uh, as well for the first two days of the draft. Uh, so that's pretty impressive, man. It's going to be sweet, Dave. You know it's not been impressive. What's that, Casey? is the Jacksonville Jaguars, and especially the play there of Blake Bortles. Yeah. Uh, Marone and company have seen enough, dude. Uh, they're going to see if they can make the Kessler one in 12 parsecs. <laughs> That's right. Former USC quarterback, former Browns quarterback, uh, I think a third-round draft pick, uh, Cody Kessler, didn't fare too well with the Browns. But then what else is new with Browns quarterbacks? <laughs> I guess uh, we finally may be breaking the uh, the the mold there with uh, Baker. But Kessler uh, here has an opportunity. Uh, this Jaguars team obviously having lost a string of games in a row. Uh, the game, the, the job is, is right there for the taking. We don't know if this is a long-term benching or just another punishment benching, uh, but uh, – <laughs> the the Jags are still on the hook for Bortles moving forward. That three-year, $54 million contract certainly seems like a mistake at this point in time, Casey. And they only paid $10 million against the cap this year. That, by my count, means that there's at least $16.5 million of dead money if they were to try and cut him at the end of this season. Which means, if nothing else, Bortles will be a bridge quarterback to whoever they draft next year. Yeah, dude, they're not going to just yank the ripcord and throw uh, Bortles out of the plane, but maybe sit his butt down, let him watch a little bit, and maybe he can clean it up, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. he'll have a chance to get that job back next year. And Kessler, we haven't really seen what he's done. You mentioned at Cleveland he struggled. Yeah, who hasn't struggled in Cleveland besides Baker? Right. So maybe this guy just needs the opportunity. It's hard to believe, though, that this Jags team was one play away from the Super Bowl <laughs> last year, and now look at him. Yeah, wow. Man, I'll tell you, this is a fall from grace, no question. But the Jags were a sort of a surprise team last year, and everyone just sort of jumped on board and thought, hey, they're here for for good. They're here for the, the long term. And obviously, uh, they started off the season okay, but right now they're in a downward spiral. Yeah, it looks like no Fournette next week with the uh, or this week with the suspension too looming from that uh, fight in Buffalo. Dave, is it smart to punch somebody wearing a helmet? Not really. Mm. No, it's probably a bad idea. And just briefly glancing ahead, the bra the the Jaguars do co currently hold the eighth pick in the draft. Who knows what that means? Uh, but the top five teams in this year's draft don't appear to be looking for a quarterback. So there might be some uh, trades moving around, juggling about in there if they do uh, decide it's time to move forward. All right, Case, let's talk a little bit about the uh, playoff scenarios. Um, unbelievably at this point in the season, well, I guess not unbelievably, but certainly surprisingly, no teams uh, have been eliminated from the playoffs wow. at this point. It's as surprising as that sounds. But also on the other side of the equation, no teams have actually clinched a berth yet, man. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, the Raiders, the Cardinals, the Niners, the Bills, and the Jets, they're not dead, but Dave, they're dead. <laughs> they're dead to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm no math wizard, but I'm saying those cats are dead, but it is why we love the NFL so much. Like you said, no one's clinched and no one's out yet, but this weekend, the Chiefs, the Rams, and the Saints can all clinch a playoff berth with the Rams and the Saints able to clinch their divisions. I yeah. hope to throw a monkey wrench in the plan of one of those teams, Dave. That's a little <laughs> foreshadowing. That's a tease, baby. We're teasing something. 
right, Kate. Well, hold back now. We got to save the, the the picks for later. Uh, but let's get on to the th- the survivor slash three strikes pool, Casey. Uh, I assume you re- you remain dead in the three strikes slash survivor pool. Yeah, Dave. Just like the Raiders, <laughs> the Cardinals, the Niners, the Bills, and the Jets, I'm dead. How about you? <laughs> I actually had the Colts over the Finns this week in our three strikes pool, which is much, much forgi- forgi- more forgiving than the single elimination pool. Uh, I have two strikes left. I had the Colts. Uh, they kept it nice for a little while, but they pulled away from the Finns and, and got me the W. Um, the most popular correct this uh, correct pick this week was Baltimore over Oakland, nearly 40%. The most popular incorrect was Cincy over Cleveland. Cleveland's not like they were last year, Casey, where mm-hmm. they were the team to pick each week. But that uh, was just over 1% of the people that were knocked out. Most people moved on this week and did okay. Yeah, the biggest difference between the Browns this year and last year is they're watching Hugh Jackson lose games, but he's on the other side of the field now. <laughs> they gave him a game ball, though, Casey. <laughs> That's right. And that wasn't that pretty frosty handshake there with Baker. Ooh, you know, not no. his first choice there. And no. his um, red zone completion percentage since Hugh's been gone is 10 for 10. They've scored on all 10 of their red zone drives. So I guess Baker is happy that it's a new look there. Yeah. Moving forward into next week, Casey. There seems to be a lot of very nice choices uh, for your um, well, survivor pick. That's great news pick. for me. Yes. Great. <laughs> for those those of me, we have to be weary, though. The Seahawks over the 49ers is nearly 50% of the people. Actually, just around exactly 50% so far early in this week. Um, and that's a tempting one for me. Currently, I'm on that one, but I've got other options. So, hmm, we'll see. Hate, hate to be with that majority group, you know? Yeah, I know it. When I was alive, I hated it too. But Dave, let's move on in a place where I am flourishing. We're talking the fantasy realm. My foul boys are looking strong. Oh. There's always players for your go-back fantasy starts of the week. Is there anything you could have done different, my friend? Yeah, but I did pull out the win, so I'm going to say that. And even uh, with this tweak, I wouldn't have gotten into the top three, which is the money for us. I, I could have put in Sony Michelle, who I will put in next week for, for uh, Devin Coleman. Uh, that would have increased my score by 12.2. But again, not relevant. I did pull out the W. It was nice to see the the Toads die when your guy Lamar Miller was running wild yeah. over those Titans on Monday night. <laughs> that 97-yard score, I was like, I think that's going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. So um, I finished at 136.88, mm. and the Disco Donkeys finished at 137.62. We weren't head-to-head. I won my game. I crushed the uh, Green Bud Packers, nice. but the Donkeys beat me by less than a point. Oh. Had I played Deshaun Watson instead of my guy Matty Ice, I would have banked nine points. And had I gone with Melvin Gordon, who I wasn't sure going to play, I had to put Breed in there, I would have gotten another four. So mm. that would have put me back up into second place. Not enough to get the top money prize I right. won, so I'm going to take it and be happy with that. But I did cost myself a little cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to be perfect in the fantasy world, Casey. But at least you're heading towards playoffs. That's right. I've got a Playoffs. chance. I've got a chance. <laughs> All right, Casey, let's talk. A chance. <laughs> so let's talk. Let's get this crazy fantasy crap behind us, man. Let's move on to some of the premier games. There's only a handful that really jump out at us this week uh, to talk about. But um, why don't you get us started, man, with, uh, let's see, I mean, obviously a huge game on Thursday night. Yeah, dude, this is the second week in a row where um, 
Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night prime times are all great games. We're going to get it started on Thursday. It's the New Orleans Saints at my Dallas Cowboys. The Saints drop a little bit. It's only seven-point favorites now. Wow. I'll tell you what, man. Wow. I guess in Gerald world, maybe they're they're not getting as much love. But this Saints team is absolutely cranking. They're on the 10-game win streak. They are officially the hottest team in the league. They're so hot right now. Uh, Drew Brees is having a phenom- phenomenal season, just two picks on the year. Uh, and the fact that it's not just Drew Brees. I mean, he's got a lot of weapons. A ton of young receivers came alive last week and made big plays for him. But at the running back position, Kamara uh, and Ingram combined for nearly six yards of carry last week and 150 yards uh, rushing. Then on the defensive side, six sacks defensively, creating turnovers in the red zone, preventing scores. Um, this team is a complete team right now playing as good a football as anyone in the league. Wow, this is going to be a great one. Yeah, and a couple weeks ago, the Cowboys were dead in the water there looking up at everybody else. Three mm-hmm. wins later, now they're sitting with the piece a first place in a game nice. that no one's really giving them a chance to win. The biggest turnaround has been the play of the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Dak was getting crushed early in the season. The, the change at left guard with Suofilo in there has been a huge difference maker, and they've been able to get Zeke going too. Over 1,000 yards on the season already, dude. And um, in the last uh, four games, He's got over 643 scrimmage yards, dude. He is absolutely crushing it. That's a nice formula to keep feeding him. Right now, he's still the leading receiver for the Cowboys. That's going to change a little bit because this Amari Cooper deal didn't really know how it was going to shake out. If uh, th- Thursday's game was any indication of how it's going to go, we got to lock this cat up for a, a longer deal. Mm-hmm. Great game. He's able to get separation. He can take the ball and go. We saw the big plays with him. So the offense looks like it's coming together a nice. little bit, and that's good news. And this defense is quiet and underrated. They're doing a great job, allowing less than 20 points a game. You know about Demarcus Lawrence. He says he's not worried about that Saints old line that they've not seen <laughs> anything like our D-line. I don't know if I'm going to be out there talking <laughs> trash to the Saints yeah. dude, at 10 in a row. I just take it, yeah, they're a great team. It's going to be a great challenge. Say all the, you know, the tow that company line, dude, but... He definitely said they're not getting 50, Casey. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'll go out on that limb. I'll say they're not getting 50, too. (laughs) Right. Play good on defense. Hopefully get off the field on third down. Uh, We talked about this guy, Edwin Leighton Van Der Esch, has been better than expected. He's really pushing for that defensive rookie of the year. It's going to take a great game for the Cowboys to get this, but if they can find a way to win this thing, that's going to put them in a different way. But you're talking about the Saints is – maybe the most complete team in the NFL. It's it's hopefully this is a good game and hopefully the Cowboys can hang in there. Yeah, if the Cowboys can then uh they will ha- continue to gain uh obviously uh the people's uh imp- you know impress the people out there because this Saints team is so hot. All right. Let's go ahead and move it on, Casey. There is yet another fantastic game. It is the Minnesota Vikings there at the New England Patriots, uh, Patriots at home favored by six. Yeah, Minnesota coming off a huge win over the Packers uh, mm-hmm. last Sunday yeah. night. Kirk Cousins, yeah, they paid him a lot of money, but he's really starting to get it going, dude. He's been very impressive. Last week, over 76% completions. Uh, he's been amazing. He's um, one of three quarterbacks, dude. He's got over 3,000 yards, one of uh, over 3,000 yards this season so far, over 100 passer rating. 
and he's he's got that the two receivers there with Thielen and Diggs. Yeah, you don't know which week which guy is going to be the the go to guy there. Last week it was Diggs, but Adam Thielen is putting up a real nice season, dude. He's got seven TDs in his last eight games. He's actually first in the NFL with ninety three receptions. And last week they really got Kyle Rudolph involved as well. I thought that was a big help to that offense, mm-hmm. give, giving Cousins some nice, easy throws down there. And the running game, it looks like Dalvin Cook is back, man. He is so fast, and he can really be a difference maker as these teams try to make a, a playoff push down the road. We know about the defense. Denell Hunter has been great. He's got 11 and a half sacks on the season, and Everson Griffin is still getting it done. He's a monster up front, so we know what they like to do on defense there. The back end. Um, Harrison Smith, your guy from Notre Dame, we talked oh, about yeah. this guy a lot. He just makes plays all over the field. This would be an epic win for these Vikes and prove that or legitimize them as one of the best teams in the NFC. But uh, they're going to play the Patriots in New England, and that's not always an easy place to play. <laughs> that's an I'll understatement. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty much an understatement there. Obviously, uh, New England very, very tough at home. Uh, they're coming off a. Uh, a domination of the New York Jets, no big deal there. But they are sitting at eight and three on their way to uh, the uh, you know the bye week, the whole deal that they basically always get themselves in, uh, where they're uh, sitting pretty for the playoffs. They're getting themselves ready, and they got Sony Michelle back last week, and I think he made a huge impact. I mean, when he started really getting his rhythm, uh, you know, in the first six, eight, seven, eight games, whatever, and finally started getting in there, you saw what this guy can bring. Uh, he's an every down back, and he really gives them a, di- a different dynamic back there. And last week, they got him back involved and got him going. Uh, Gronk is still sort of sitting there laying in wait uh, a little bit. Josh Gordon as well. Uh, these guys if they start to gel a little bit, will, will suddenly be uh, extremely uh, difficult offense to deal with. But as we know, like you mentioned, in New England, this is a very, very difficult uh, place to go and win a, a football game. Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, they know how to win these late games in the season and finish things off and set themselves up to be uh, in the bye position and so that, that the playoffs go through New England. Uh that is where they are right now. That is what their intentions are. And this Minnesota team's coming in there, and it's going to be a difficult task. New England's ready to go. Oh, man, we got another great game. This one, all AFC. It's our Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> at the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the yeah. Steelers are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Woo, I'll tell you what. Well, the Chargers coming off an absolute shellacking of uh, the Arizona Cardinals where Phillip Rivers had himself a phenomenal game. The Chargers have won, um, I believe, six of the last seven games or seven of the last eight games. Uh, they're on a pretty good tear, just dropping one game there to the Broncos. But uh, Chargers really, really looking good. Rivers sharp. Unfortunately, Melvin Gordon last week uh, comes up. Uh, on a weird reverse play, getting hit in the knee, and he looks like he'll be out for a handful of weeks. Uh, the thought would be let him rest, get him ready for the playoffs. Austin Eckler, the backup running back, 
the seventh round draft pick, Justin Jackson, who's for out of Northwestern, uh, a real workhorse back in, in college. Uh, he'll get some extra snaps here. Um, the offensive line for the Chargers has really been the difference this year compared to years past. Uh, Philip Rivers has tons of weapons. And then the other side of the ball, last week, uh, Joey Bosa in his second game back picks up two sacks. He seems to be getting to his rhythm. Um, uh, obviously, he really takes that whole defense to another level. The rookie Derwin James having a phenomenal season uh, for the Chargers. Um, this team is really complete. The Even the kicker has been playing pretty well for the Chargers, which is something you can't ha- uh, say for the last year and a half or so. Uh, so this Chargers team going into Pittsburgh obviously is not an easy task, uh, but they're going to be uh, going in there with a pretty legitimate chance at taking care of the Steelers. Yeah, unfortunately for the Chargers, getting a real salty Pittsburgh Steelers are coming off mm-hmm. a loss at Denver game. They should have been able to tie up there at the end. Big Ben throws the interception right there at the goal line yep. instead of putting that thing into overtime. That's kind of been their problem this year, too many turnovers. They're sitting at a minus seven turnover ratio, and that's cost them a couple of games. It doesn't look like there's going to be much competition for them in the AFC North. They got a little lead over the Ravens. But I'm not sure what the Ravens are going to do moving forward. They're holding mm-hmm. on to that sixth spot in the AFC playoff chase right now. But the Steelers have a pretty complete team. That's one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Yeah. Big Ben is still roll with that cat anytime. He's They've got the big play from anywhere on the field. They obviously know about Antonio Brown. But my guy, Juju Smith-Schuster, this guy's becoming a legitimate playmaker. We saw that 97-yard touchdown he had against... Those Broncos last week, part of his career high, 13 catches. He's really becoming uh, that mark that says you can't always double-team 84 on the other side because this guy will yeah. smoke you. And Ryan Switzer is a guy that's bounced around the league a little bit too. He's starting to make a lot of plays out of the slots. So Pittsburgh, very deadly on offense. We didn't even talk about James Conner yet. He's doing his left bell impersonation. <laughs> well, he's doing his old left bell impersonation when he got out of the field and dominated other teams. It's going up against a tough, tough Charger defense, so we'll see how they do against that run game. But the Steelers' defense is pretty good as well. This is going to be an interesting game, Dave. Chargers fighting for a wild card, still in that division race. Steelers yeah. looking to bounce back from that loss and put a, a chokehold on this AFC North. This is going to be a big game. I cannot wait to watch it, dude. Dude, it's going to be awesome. Speaking of another awesome game, we're talking about Monday night football. Monday night football, Casey. And it'll be the Washington Redskins at the Philadelphia Eagles. This is an NFC battle. Uh, This is basically a three-team race right now in the NFC. And the Redskins head to Philadelphia, the defending Super Bowl champions, at home in this one, favored by six and a half. Yeah, dude, don't count those Giants out. <laughs> yeah, four and seven, anything. <laughs> okay, my, that was literally on that. My mistake. <laughs> oh, man, in the East. But it was just a, a few weeks ago, these skins were flying high all yeah. alone in first place in the NFC East. Now they've come back to the pack a little bit. Obviously, <clears throat> losing Alex Smith for the year didn't help, and they're nope. super banged up uh, on the offensive line as well. But they do have Adrian Peterson back there, and they're supposed to get uh, Chris Thompson back as well. So they have some weapons there in the backfield but Colt McCoy this is a guy oh check it out another guy that struggled in Cleveland shocker there he's really found a home here in Washington and he's going to have a next month and a half to really 
solidify himself as a potential starter in this league. We don't know what Alex Smith's situation moving right. forward is going to be. Yep. The Redskins would like to see Colt McCoy come out there and play well enough that he is their starting quarterback going into next season. So the, the Skins aren't out of this by any means yet. They're still 6-5. and five. They would actually be the sixth seed right now if the playoffs started. Mm. So lots of things still to be decided for these guys. That defense has been sneaky good as well. They are really stout against the run, give up a little more in the pass game, but that's a, a tough defense that can really dictate a lot of things going on. So everything's still left to play for for both of these teams. Oh, yeah. Win against the hated Eagles would feel pretty good for this Washington team. Oh, yeah, especially to try and bury them a little bit out of that uh, potential uh, playoff berth uh, Super Bowl defense there. But the Redskins, uh, from, excuse me, from the Eagles' perspective, obviously sitting there just one game behind both the Cowboys and the Redskins with a handful of games remaining and obviously a game right in front of them uh, against this Washington team, and they're at home. You know what? Um things haven't gone perfectly for them, obviously, in the running back position. Carson Wentz's comeback off of that injury hasn't been as smooth as they'd hoped. Uh, and uh, they haven't found their rhythm just yet. But last week, they went for it on that fourth and one late in the in the game. They got that fourth and one. They proceeded to move forward and win that football game. Yeah, it was against the Giants, the hapless Giants or whatever. But it was divisional, and divisional games are always going to be tough. That was a big win last week. Um, and as they move forward now, I'm looking for Carson Wentz to find a little bit more of a rhythm and a comfort level uh, as he's still just about a, a less than a year removed from an ACL and an, uh, maybe an LCL or something, you know, multiple ligament injury there. That's, LOL. Yeah. And man, I'm telling you, the guy, uh, he is a he is a, a stud. And we'll see, you know, if he can get back to the level he was at or even close to that. But at the running back position, they've had a lot of injuries as well. Josh Adams, uh, the um, the running back undrafted out of Notre Dame, has been the guy the last handful of weeks. They continue to use him a little bit more and more, and I think they're going to increase his workload. At Notre Dame, he was a physical runner, a big play runner, and he's shown to be that for these Eagles now at this point. So I think they found their guy there. They've got plenty of weapons uh, to to utilize offensively. It's a very, very talented defense. So they just need to take care of business here, uh, handful, uh, wrap up a handful of wins here, and find their way into the playoffs. If they peak at the right time, this is a team that can really defend that Super Bowl uh, crown and, and make a real run at, at a repeat, man. Yeah, Dave, you mentioned it earlier. No teams out, no teams in yet. All the pieces still ready to be put together <laughs> and figure out how this thing is going to play out. I cannot wait, dude. December football is the best, except for January football. Which is second best of February football. Oh, oh that's yeah. so good. Well, that's let's, good. let's focus on week 13, Casey. Uh, it is going to be awesome. Folks, enjoy the week. Uh, and also enjoy Football Radio Show any way you can get it. That is the YouTube channel. You can subscribe. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Or, of course, go to footballradioshow.com and get all of it right there for you. Enjoy week 13, folks. He's Casey. I'm Dave. We're the football dudes. We are out of here.